hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So today we're speaking with Carolyn Bolt. Carolyn a few things about her, and I'm only going to say a few because there's a lot more that she can fill in. I love that she is, yes, passionate about holistic health and wellness. First hook, you know, that's my love language. But my other love language is she's also interior design. And she has a business with her husband in the Peach State of Georgia in Atlanta, called Crossfields. And they do like design build and they target the holistic health and wellness market. Let's think about that because we're not getting any younger and we do want to live longer and we want to live healthier and we're trying. And we don't think about, I'll say, how important our surroundings are or the surroundings of a business and of an office. So we're going to kind of delve into a few things like that today. First, I say welcome, Carolyn. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I always start with the loaded questions, so you're not spared. Tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. Wow, that is loaded, isn't it's it? Lo- it's you loaded. So wherever, pick, mm-hmm. pick a piece and then then we'll go. So we started talking about holistic health. And Mm -hmm. I'll just talk a little bit about my journey. I am an interior architect, interior designer. And that journey started when I was 14. And I'm still there and I'm 65. So my father worked at NASA. And he was an advanced preliminary design. I'm from Texas. And he was working on a project with an, an architect that was doing his thesis on the zero gravity on the interior design of a zero-gravity Earth-orbiting space station. My father was working on the space station. So this was Mm. in the 60s, okay, Mm -hmm. way before the space station. And so this young architect would come over because he was from Florida. So he'd come over and have some good cooked food with my mom. And they would Mm -hmm. sit in the living room and play guitar. And they would spend time philosophizing about the hidden dimension of space and understanding how your environment impacts how you feel, how you Mm. act, what you do, just the influence, the psychology of space. Mm -hmm. And I would sit in the peripheral, just fascinated, just fascinated. And I was always interested in art, but what intrigued me so much is that 
you could take art and help support how people want to be and who people want to be and how people want to feel and things and by creating that environment. So I was always much more interested in the architectural part than just the decorating. So I went to the University of Texas. I studied, but I ended up studying interior design, interior architecture, because I was more interested in the interior than the building. And that started me on a path. But I was also very fascinated with the commercial side, other mm-hmm. than the residential. And the main reason was in for a in commercial businesses, interior design is like hiring a marketing company. It's hiring someone to create your brand for your brick and mortar. And if it doesn't connect, then you're losing money. So it's mm-hmm. a return on investment. So I had a business interest as opposed to just being, you know, more of a traditional residential designer. And that started me on a path. And then did that, and I'll just bring up how holistic health came into it, is that my father got cancer at 51, and he died of chemotherapy, not of cancer. Mm. The cancer Mm. was granulating, it was going away, and the chemotherapy treatment, his last chemotherapy treatment, fairly early into the prognosis, there were complications, and he really needed a heart blood infusion mm-hmm. or whatever you call it. And it didn't happen. And just his heart stopped. So 51 years old, very traumatized mm-hmm. to our family. I was the oldest. My sister was still in college. My mom, they'd mm-hmm. been together almost 30 years. But that took me down a path of honestly not trusting the traditional mm-hmm. healthcare. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happened is while that was going on, I had started beginning to understand, I read a little book called um, As a Man Thinketh which Mm. opened my mind to begin to understand the responsibility of your life is up to you. So all of these things were kind of merging together. And I began to look at things like there's a book called Anatomy of an Illness that I gave my Mm. father about how your mind Mm -hmm. controls your body and stuff. And so all of that stuff was happening. I was like 23 years old. Anyway, life continued. I got married ended up moving to Atlanta because Houston, the bottom fell out of Houston in the early eighties. And my husband and I moved here and I had a child and I was working way more than full time Mm -hmm. and traveling. And, um, I was 32 when she was born and that switched my life. And I like, I don't want this career anymore. I want this child. And I still needed my career because my husband wasn't able to support Mm -hmm. us. But I was like, I'm just going to become an entrepreneur. Little did I know what that was. But I was to become an entrepreneur, 33, 34 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to start doing interior design on the side kind of thing, Mm -hmm. thinking that it was going to give me flexibility and stuff with with my child. And it did until my uh, husband said, I don't want to be married anymore. So that switched another direction in life, right? Mm -hmm. So I went through a divorce which was a whole nother journey, which we'll go into another day. Mm -hmm. It was a a journey of uh, self-discovery, growth, and I came out so much better on the other side. But it also forced me to be more serious about how I was going to make money and have a business. And I did feel led to keep staying in a business as opposed to trying to go back and get a job. So 
I did all kinds of design. I mean, it was always commercial, but I did all kinds of design everywhere. I was the lead designer on the project, working with an architect, or I was the, almost the lead architect. I do interior mm-hmm. architecture mm-hmm. to, I was helping a furniture dealer do inventory. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The extremes. It was what, and it was all word of mouth and it was all a paid hourly, just mm-hmm. never really was a business, but I didn't know that. I just, right, right. Fast forward into the health part is when my daughter was two, three years old, about the time all this was going on with the father leaving, she had developed chronic tonsillitis and she'd really developed chronic tonsillitis once she was a year old and started going to daycare. Mm -hmm. And she had tonsillitis pretty severe every three to four months. Wow. And her pediatrician said, well, we just need to take her tonsils out. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I had my tonsils out at six, but she's two. I'm not going to put this two-year-old in surgery or two and a half. Right. So I just avoided it. And I know it was a, I call it a God thing that I was introduced to chiropractic. And that was kind of like children, chiropractic. I thought they had, you had to have a car accident. I didn't have any understanding of it, mm-hmm. but I began to hear the story. One was my neighbor. I won't go into all those stories. One was my neighbor who had 10 kids, delivered them at home. Another one was, um, I was at a, uh, in a restaurant at a hotel where a pediatric chiropractic convention had been going on. And I was just hearing <laughs> stories yeah. of just miraculous healings with these children. But the third was actually my daughter's babysitter's roommate who was mm-hmm. a student here in Atlanta area at Life University. So she was the one who talked me into bringing Lauren into the public clinic and Lauren trusted her. So that was good. And so we went through, we started to go through the traditional treatment about three months into it. Lauren gets tonsillitis, but I do everything that this mm-hmm. chiropractor told me to do. No antibiotics, none of that. I mm-hmm. just did the holistic and my daughter's 33 and still has her tonsils. It just stopped. The whole tonsil stuff just stopped. About a year later, I went back to the pediatrician for a well baby checkup. And they're like, hey, we're, what's going on? I said, oh, we're under chiropractic care, yada, yada. Mm. This was 80s. No, this was early 90s. And I got a lot of pushback. So, I was going to say a lot of side eyes because it was yeah. still qu- quackery. It was not yes. accepted. So you understand where I'm going. Absolutely. So that's what opened me up personally to chiropractic Mm -hmm. and holistic health. And the chiropractors that I went to were more about full body wellness. So Mm -hmm. you're moving right, you're eating right, you're all of those things. I just stayed on this path of holistic health. And then the other thing that was going on is in 98, I met this man that was my absolute dream. Mm-hmm. And we got married and he was working for a company that I was doing contract for. So he was also in, he was an architect and engineering type development. Mm-hmm. And we ended up getting married and we're still married today. It'll be 25 years next year. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And so about four years into our marriage, his, the company, and I was still working on my own. He felt led to go off on his own. And there were signs that the company that he was working for was not doing a great. Mm -hmm. So it was like, as long as we don't have to work together and you got a good business plan and all that, you know, we got it. So he did. He started off on his own, but very quickly we would go to these meetings together where he would start networking and stuff and they'd find out what I did and what he did. And so he was in the banking industry. They started Mm -hmm. putting us together. Can you guys do this together? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that's how we became more design build. Right. What we had been where he was more of a consultant. That was his mm-hmm. goal, but he was a contractor too. So we were on that journey and all of this kind of merged together before he actually went off on his own. I started doing facility work at Life University, continued that. And then he went off on his own and we started doing design build. So pretty much from 2003, if anyone knows very much about the university, it was between presidents and Mm -hmm. they almost cratered, but we were part of the team that helped kind of pull them out of the Phoenix, I'd call it, you know, bring them out of the ashes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and facility work all over the campus became our number one client. And we began to learn all about the business of chiropractic and also the pains of the chiropractor and the Mm. struggles of the chiropractor. And yeah, it was hard. So you're open to a different way of thinking very early on. And I can do the math in my head. We're three years apart because (laughs) back then doctors were trusted and not that they're not, but what they said was law. Like, who are we to question their prognosis, their treatment plan, their anything? But yet when your world gets turned upside down, where you're like, did someone not do something right here? Like, what in the world? I can trust, see you later. And then you realize they're people too. They're people. And they're they're people too. And perhaps it was a bad day, whatever. It was probably your dad's path regardless, but it had to have been around that event, honestly, in order for you to go down your path. Exactly. Yeah. I'm following you 100%. And that's the crazy part. Now, my cousin's a chiropractor, Dr. Terry, and she's been for 30 years. So we've always had it. In our family, when my kids were born, if they had a runny nose, if they had a cold, that's who I would go to. And, you know, as an infant, there are ways to adjust them. Literally, I believe that's, you know, she would kind of hold them from the ankles so that, you know, that they realign when you're older, you know, that we call her thumbs like thumbs of steel just to open up the the sinus passages. So this way we didn't have to, the yeah. less antibiotic the better if you didn't need it. You know, let's see how this works because we didn't always have big farm. How did we do it before? Think about Eastern medicine. It didn't have to be the chemicals and toxins that are out there today. So you realize, well, first of all, I can understand how everyone who sees this husband and wife team that they push you together, they're like, wait a minute, the one-two punch, he does this, she does that. This is wonderful. It's one less person we've got to seek out to join the team to get the project done. So you create your company, you merge your talents, and pun intended, you felt the pain of the chiropractic and of probably then, at this point, I would think the other wellness practitioners are starting to emerge. Yes. So the where everything just kind of comes together... We, in 2009-ish, my chiropractor asked me if I wanted to help a student that was opening around the corner from me. So I did, and I bartered with him for lifetime mm-hmm. chiropractic here because he didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. But I fell in love with helping a sole entrepreneur as opposed to I'd always been corporate. I was like, oh my gosh, this is just so meaningful, you know, to help this person. That was kind of put a little bug in me. 
And then we were seeing the economy go kind of crazy. Now, we weren't really impacted by it at Life University yet, but we were like, you know, we got all our eggs in this basket. What are we doing? So we started looking around at what else we could do, real estate, you know, we could have been Mm -hmm. the next Chip and Joanna Gaines, but we just didn't go that far. (laughs) But through that process, we met someone who shared with us about this how he had turned his landscaping business around from him doing everything to it running himself. Mm. And he gave us the book, The E-Myth, The Entrepreneurial Mm. Myth. And this was 2010-ish. And we read that and it was like, oh my gosh, we we don't have a business. We own our jobs. We became Mm -hmm. very, very aware because we didn't know. He went to school to be a contractor and an engineer and architect. And I went to school to be a designer. We didn't know how to run a whole the whole business side and the whole importance of systems. Oh yeah. And, and delegating. And yeah, I'd never marketed, you know, I mean, he was doing some networking for his mm-hmm. business. But once mm-hmm. we started having referrals come in, you quit doing that. So that was happening in business wise. Mm-hmm. And then I had this chiropractor that ha- I got to help. And then Life University, not knowing these other two things are going on, we're doing work at the university and the gentleman that runs the they have weekend classes for the mm-hmm. students that are focused on business topics, they'd lost their speaker on office design and ask us if we would come do this. Would we come do this weekend speaking on office mm-hmm. and gave us free range to talk at what we wanted. Oh my gosh, I was so excited because it was like, They need to understand, they need to elevate who their impression is to the world. Mm. And part of that is their brick and mortar. And it's a lot of it is cash-based, a lot of it is Mm -hmm. choices. It's a very different market than your doctor that you're forced to go to because you've got blood pressure issues, right? Right. You're choosing. So it's like, let's look at this design as, think of retail design or Mm -hmm. hospitality business design. They have to attract and retain their patients. And then the other part that we would teach is that you don't have any idea what you're getting into when you're going to open a business, open a business. So let's teach you the system to get there. So the shift was that here I was an interior designer, interior architect, loved it, loved it, loved it, but realized I wasn't even getting to do that because all I was trying to do was run a business Yep, and didn't know what I was doing. So we had to do it. We had to try. So yeah, we created a systematized business to do this. And that's what we're doing. How many years later? 2011, 2011. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing the math. And again, you know, like so ahead of its time, love, but then also born out of necessity because you learned and you got your bumps and bruises and you worked those kinks out and then made it duplicatable. Because that's what's really missing in most businesses. Like everybody wants to, yeah, so, you know, you're enamored with the idea. You're enamored with what your superpower is. And nine times out of 10, a lot of, I'll say, creatives, if that's your superpower. And if you're not creating, but instead you're, did I file the taxes? Did I do that? Did I report? Did I... Whatever that is, and you know, maybe you suck at math, hand it off. Let the experts do that. You know, I'm here for this. 
This yeah. is what I'm here for. You don't want me. Ironically, I do have an accounting background. So then I would be, you know, <laughs> more in. But at the same time, I also know that my knowledge goes to a limit. And I I want that accountant to step in and make sure that everything is done and according to the standards and things. So I love the duplicatable and talk about finding the niche. And I think that not just in even the wellness sector, it's, you know, most starting businesses. Granted, your experience is in this sector where it is a very competitive market. And it is like, I guess, talk about your first impression and what is the strategic, I guess, what vibe do you give off when that door opens? Now, normally chiropractic, uh, at least by me, and if they were like solos, they're not big spaces. You have maybe one or two treatment rooms and your initial space to walk in. And so when you don't have a large footprint to work with, How do you make that welcome to Oz and you want to keep coming? Yeah, going into that direction. So first off, first, Mm -hmm. commercial design is not about what you enjoy. Commercial is about what you want to attract. Okay. Mm, Okay. So you go to who do you want to attract? And so who is your ideal client? Who is your ideal patient? So you start there. And then as you understand that, then you begin to understand how, what kind of environment you need to create for that. So what we focus on is we focus on three main key things because remember Mm -hmm. it's a return on investment. So the three things we focus on very clearly are maximizing your space and flow. Mm -hmm. So you talk about it being small, but does it flow well for you? Because if it doesn't flow well for you, it's costing you time and money right? Mm -hmm. If the spaces are too big, you're paying too much rent. If your spaces are too small, it's impeding your flow. So they're just getting that part right. We subscribe to form follows function. Three-dimensional space can't work until the function is working, okay? So that's the first one. The second one is then, okay, how do we attract and retain patients? And that's where the form comes in. So I'm going I kind of went backward to go forward because once again, you can't put lipstick on the pig thing. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure mm-hmm. it's working. So then if it's working, then what can you do to just create the atmosphere? And that's where the psychology of space comes in. So color, lighting, textures, the decorating part, and it doesn't have to be expensive. It just has to be intentional. So when we first started, we really thought that we were going to work with students And what reality is, there's not that many students that are ready to open. They're just not ready. And I would tell them they're not ready. Mm. They're not ready. You need to go experience some stuff. You need to get a little bit more mature, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because they're just, they were ready to to be a business owner. But I still teach students. And, And we talk about it, you know, just being intentional and just using paint and lighting can make a huge difference in your space. And we had examples of that. Where are you with feng shui, placement of things? So I'm not a feng shui expert. I would Mm -hmm. not even begin to say that Mm -hmm. I was. And I have, it's just kind of part of what you study a little bit when you're in design Mm -hmm. school and all. There's parts of it that are just logic. Do you know what I'm saying? What you first see when you walk in, what the Mm -hmm. kind of energy comes off of a mess. Sorry. Mm -hmm. One of the first things we say is look around your space and clean it up. 
if it's cluttered and it feels bad, that creates. Yeah. There's no energy. It's the energy is literally sucked out of the room. I sew. So when I'm in the middle of creating, I'm messy. But before I start, it has to be very clean and very clear. And then as I'm in the middle of doing whatever, am I tossing things on the floor? Absolutely. But then as soon as I'm done and the project is finished, usually within that day or two, that's when I clean it all up. It's all part of the process, uh, but it has, I have to start with that clean environment. And if I try to go back a couple of days later, I'm like, no, no, can I have to clear it. It yeah. has to be clear. Well, what you just said is that that obviously is part of your nature, mm-hmm. but it's not part of everyone's nature to no. do. Do no. you know what I'm saying? So it's that place where someone that it's not part of their nature doesn't even really understand psychologically what it's doing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're not in mm-hmm. tune with it. So just training and teaching on that. It's just like part of being an interior designer is very, very intuitive. It's a mm-hmm. creative gifting, you know, and how do you teach someone that that doesn't it's, already have it? It's hard sometimes because clearly your superpower is in your eyes. Like you can look at the empty four walls, the bones, and you already see the finished product. I do that with the window, but but I have to see, I have to be in the room. I have to see what's happening. Like what other furniture do they have going on? What's their color theme and such? But it's hard sometimes. I mean, it's not hard for me to see and then articulate or draw it out. It's hard for people who don't have the gift because your clients that are just like, I don't know. I'm not sure what I, and then you're like, okay, here's what we're doing. And you're looking at the two or 3D drawing, which is actually more than like with me, they're looking at a three by four inch of fabric and like, this is how it's going to escape the window. And this is, yes, there's, there's this blind, this blind trust, but you have the vision. Well, we used to not have the 3D drawings either. And we could Mm -hmm. sketch just, you Mm -hmm. know, you learn to Mm -hmm. sketch. Right. But you have, it's that interpretation of just, we ask them to give us all the words that you want that space to be, you know, give us the words that describe who you want your patients to see you as. What do you feel like you are to your patients, Mm -hmm. you know, and just how do we amplify that? How do we make it work for you instead of against you? So that's, yeah. I like it because it's, you know, not only are you getting, I'll just say your basic design as far as the desk placement here and the doorway over there, but throw in that branding. It's all branding. We used to not use the term brandy, but now it's become a pretty popular term to talk about because mm-hmm. branding is not your logo. Your brand no. is your persona. Mm-hmm. And the words, you know, the persona and avatars and all those words that are thrown around now that were barely touched on even eight years ago. Yeah. But it's a, it's a path. But in in the process of journey, I had to learn marketing. Mm. My husband and I kind of figured out where our favorite parts of the sandbox were. Okay. I loved the marketing more than I did. I would not touch the numbers and he loved Mm -hmm. the numbers because he had that engineering side of him. So we, you know, it's like we had to decide where 
we would play, but I just have learned so much about marketing and found not a new passion over design, but a different passion. And then I also, I knew a long time ago that I like to teach. So that is all kind of coming back together again. So that six hour course that we did in 2010, Mm -hmm. I am on target right now to create it into an online course to launch in June. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. As we served our market, we focused just on chiropractic, but as we work with chiropractors, most of the chiropractors we serve don't just do chiropractic. Correct. So we've had to learn physical therapy and integrated medicine and neurology and a lot of things that are associated, you know, functional mm-hmm. medicine and mm-hmm. so a lot of things that that chiropractors also do. So that's allowed us to kind of expand that, you know, we work with whole, all holistic health, all wellness, med spas and, mm-hmm. and people that are all about nutrition and things that sort anyone with a brick and mortar and understands that that brick and mortar is going to either attract their patients or not. And that's who we have found ourselves working with. That is so interesting. I mean, it's, you don't think that so much thought and planning goes into it. It's more of, and this is coming from the girl who's never had a brick and mortar. I've only worked like out of my house. And even now I'm in the process of still For the first time, I have an extra room that I'm recording in, and I've ordered the gigantic flower wallpaper decal for behind me, and I've got my Joy Found Here sign coming, and you know, just just little things that will bring a bigger smile to my face. I always smile when I do come in, but yeah, I mean, right now we're looking at my nice navy blue wall, but it sets the tone. Well, and it's interesting you just said that because I love the name of your show, right? I think that's oh, thank you. down here because I know you choose it in your mind, but how do you help support it in your environment? Yeah. And we tell our doctors, we're not designing for you, but you're going to be in this space a lot. So you need to love it too. Yeah. And most of what we're going to design is going to have a lot of things you do love because it is you. It's not a hard line that they can't just have anything they like. There's not usually a big disconnect. You know, there's yeah. a connection already between their persona, their personality and their persona and their brand and what they're trying to distribute. And I'm sure you get it. I know when I was especially very busy in my business, I would tell everyone that I'm like, listen, my job is not done until I hear the words. I love it. Like as soon as, you know, I'm done, the last steam is done. I need to hear that. If I don't hear it, then I'm like, talk to me. What, you know, was it what you weren't expecting or we can make a tweak here and there, but you're going to live with this. This is a piece of furniture. You're not changing these out seasonally. These are on your windows, my friend. So it's an investment and it's got to bring a smile to your face like each and every day. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so, so important. So you got into marketing And a lot of times I think when people are either, let's talk about you're just starting your business or maybe just want to take it to the next level. Like what is, what do we, I'll say discount or not pay enough attention to in marketing? What do we take for granted that we should really hone in on when it comes to marketing your business? Man, that's been a journey. So I, I think about 
just to share this with you, when we realized that this is what we were going to do, realized we didn't know what we were doing (laughs) as far as marketing, because all of Mm -hmm. our business had been referral, right? All been just come as referral. And now we were going to do the, so the put yourself out digital there. marketing and do yeah. it nationwide to catch yeah. we had to do that because the niche is small but it's not mm-hmm. impossible if we could do nationwide correct so we actually hired someone to help us okay so I-, I would say number one don't try to do it yourself mm. find people to help you now the very first person i hired i paid him a couple hundred dollars so we're not talking about a lot of money mm-hmm. but he set up my facebook page because that's where we started. And he was the one who said, I want you to write something that would attract people to a Mm -hmm. a free resource. This was 2011. Mm. That was what you did. So I wrote a free resource. We still have it. The five biggest mistakes. We now have named it practitioner. Five biggest mistakes chiropractors make when opening an office. And I knew exactly what they were (laughs) because I'd done enough around them to understand. And I was excited because it was education. See, that's part Mm -hmm. of marketing to me was the Mm -hmm. education that I loved. And then that went from, okay, we got to go bigger than this Facebook page. Let's write blogs and let's put them on a WordPress and connect it to the Facebook page. And that's like, okay, we got to go bigger than that. And we hired a marketing company. A marketing, it wasn't a whole, well, he was a whole company. It was one person Mm -hmm. that got Mm -hmm. lots of stuff done for us. And I remember the first thing he said to us, well, who is your ideal client? I go, what does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? Yeah. Over my head. And now I talk it every day. So it's a process of learning, but lots of study, lots of books, lots of being fascinated with the psychology of how people find you and what they're attracted to and how Mm -hmm. you encourage them and understanding that it's not sales, it's solving problems. If you have a problem that you can solve, you just need to find the people that have that problem. Absolutely. So do you ever think about your journey to Carolyn today? If you would have just stayed the course and even having your daughter and and working all those hours, perhaps even after, you know, the divorce and if you would have just played safe and played small, none of this would have presented itself. But you, you did it. And I'm not going to say you didn't have sleepless nights or worry, but you also, I get the impression that you just lowered your shoulder, excuse my language, probably said, fuck it along the way. Like I can do this. Like you knew you could. Yeah, I knew I could. I remember that my last employment, the guy that I was working for, the owner of the company, not just my boss, but the owner mm-hmm. of, it was a, fur, a high, very high-end furniture manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And he was an entrepreneur. Mm. And he told me, he said, you've got an entrepreneurial spirit. You need to do something with it. I mean, he was a huge encourager. And he was a big supporter of me going off on my own. And because he knew that I was going to support his brand too. You know, I mean, I'm- Of course. reason, it was not mm-hmm. a- And he actually set me up with my first client. Because it was a client that came to them that needed help doing what we call reconfiguration of Mm -hmm. stations. Mm -hmm. And he said, I can't do that for them because all I can do is sell them product and they don't want to buy product. They just need the service to get this done. Mm -hmm. He said, here. So that's kind of how I did it. Yeah. So I was supported going out Mm -hmm. of the gate. 
And it sounds like you also engaged in what what is now known as affiliate marketing before it had a name, where you're supporting and you're using, you know, this distributor or that manufacturer or that brand. Yeah, it may sound like that. What what I was doing was I was actually supporting his biggest client is what I was doing. Okay. His very biggest client, it was a company that sold product to only Fortune 100 companies. It was very, very high end wood product. And their biggest client was a huge accounting firm. Hmm. Yeah. So he saw it as, I'm not going to say he, it all came together. It wasn't like it all all came together. He just said, wow, you're here and you're wanting to go part-time or have time with your child. And here they are with this need. Let me marry these two together. And that's, that's how it happened. But I don't do as much, you know, affiliate marketing. I will say something. My new journey in marketing is getting back to referrals. Mm-hmm. So started only in referrals, never even thought about it, but that's just how all the business came the first, whatever, 92 to mm-hmm. 2010, 2011. When a I was long time. Myself. Yeah. But I mean, wasn't building a business. I was just people. You were working. You yeah, were working, working is what you were. But you it was worked all for referrals. yourself, but you were working. Yeah, that's a new, another new role. It's just, again, that just branches, it just keeps branching, like your, your little tree just keeps branching more and more, you know, new little growth spurts here and there. And that's what I love is you might've been slowed down along the way, but nothing really stopped you, which I love. Yeah. There were times I really wanted to quit. (laughs) Believe me, we all have it. But fortunately, you know, as I was saying earlier, I never intended to work with my husband. Mm -hmm. And when we started working together, it was tough because we were both leaders and we both wanted to do it our way. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we had a very, very dear friend that really was saw the struggle that we were having that we didn't know we were having Mm -hmm. and really spent time with us to go, you got to figure out whose sandbox is what she had been an executive in a business. And she just Mm kind of came in and said, I want to coach you and Mm. business wise. And she got us refocused. And now that's, now that's the next thing I would tell you is that I will never go without a coach. So So you're on our 113th episode. And I would say at least 99 of those episodes, all of my guests talk about their coaches and how important that is. It's amazing. And we've graduated up mm-hmm. more and more and more expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is actually, honestly, you know, a sign that you're doing it right. Yeah. It's yeah. a sign that you're doing it right. And I mean, there are people out there, I'm sure, that have done it all alone. Fantastic. That's a lot of bandwidth. Just as we talked about earlier, you know, like hand it off to the professionals. That's your superpower. Yours is this, your husband's is that. And it is very hard, especially in more than a working relationship, in a life relationship. And then throw in that work aspect. That was very kind that she stepped in and showed you the light because you see the effects and the importance of what coaching can do. Oh, yes. Very, very much. So it was great. Yeah. Wow. That's music to my ears. And they're never forevers. 
they're not. They kind of, you know, the right ones come in and you know them, you know, they're the right ones when they're comfortable, like the shoes. Now, don't squeeze your foot in the half size just because it's on sale. No, it really has to be a good fit where you really trust all that person and also do the work. Yeah, because they give you work. <laughs> they give you <laughs> they give you work and then more work and and challenge and they're not going to give you anything that you probably can't handle. No. They just, you may not know it at the time. Yeah. They have the ability to kind of cut through your stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And stuff. So yeah. And or call that bullshit too. And that's, you know, or get you right out of you or get you out of that comfort zone or, you know, you're playing yes. it safe. And, you know, thankfully they know that they see your greatness and they see what you're capable of on the days that perhaps you don't. Yes. That's very well said. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm all about the coaches. Tell us more. So you're going to have this course come to life that you're going to be offering. Tell us a little more about it because by the time this does air, it will be available. So I want to hear all about it. So the vision Mm -hmm. before we actually started doing the design work after Mm -hmm. we taught the class in 2010 was, you know what? I'm not just going to create this course. I want to get this to a whole lot more people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. So there was a little bit of starting down that path But it was also having this passion that I wanted to help the individuals too, my husband and I together. So it was like two different journeys. Mm -hmm. Creating courses is a whole different journey than building a one-on-one consultant business. So the journey was that, you know, we were going to serve the chiropractic community. And I have this little triangle that I ended up creating at some, I don't know, a couple of years down the line, because what we began to realize is that our personal design services only really serve the top three to 5% of the chiropractic mm. community. Okay. And the reality is, is because we're, we have a standardized system mm-hmm. we go through so we can take people through very systematically and very succinctly, but every job is custom, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're designing for them. And we've also become extremely consultative. So we've become coaches to our clients. Do you follow Mm -hmm. me? I do. And we have slowly crept up in who we serve and how much we charge. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or we were starting down here at trying to kind of, you know, just what I would call kind of cookie cutter them out Mm -hmm. and kind of change. And I know that part of that is who I am. Part of it is the designers I've hired, that level of excellence, that level of, you know, our goal is when we do architecture and interiors all the way through a project, your contractor is not bugging you. They know what to do. Everything's mm-hmm. done. Everything's picked out. Everything's decided upon. And it's a different mentality than a lot of our chiropractors who just say, I need a set of permit drawings, which just gets you through the city. They don't answer much design questions at all. That client has to spend time while he's trying to run a business mm-hmm. on the side all the time, answering questions. It just eats up his right. time. So our ideal client understands that I'm going to pay somebody. So my time is too valuable. Correct. So what that's done is that continued to inch us up to this top 5%. Mm -hmm. But I have all of this down here that I still have knowledge for. 
So we have, I call this bottom tier of the thing, which we've got lots of free resources, lots and lots. Mm -hmm. There's, I'll give you a link. It's Mm -hmm. uh, crossfieldsdesign.com forward slash listeners. And it will give you one of our key free resources for anybody that's got brick and mortar that just wants the five biggest point designer checklist. It's actually what we use when somebody says, help me evaluate my space. Anyway, so there's that tier. But there was this kind of this missing gap in the middle. A little void. Yep. And so I was on a guest podcast mm-hmm. with a chiropractor who sells courses. He helps people create courses. And it was about almost a year ago now. And he said, mm-hmm. as we were talking, I said, I have this idea I've had for a long time for a course. He got so excited about it. He goes, oh my gosh, to help startups. So the goal of the course is to go from being overwhelmed to being confident in what you're doing as you go through the process of designing your office. So it takes you through the steps, not just the interior design or the architecture, right. but kind of the alignment to your business plan, your mm-hmm. alignment to when you start, when you need to go look for space, what you need to expect, what you need to do next, you know, what mm-hmm. kind of a checklist. And we have a free checklist for, for doctors that are open in an office. And that's mm-hmm. That was developed out of that original course and now will become basically the workbook for it. So that's the goal. Love it. Undo the overwhelm and give you a pathway for success. It sounds like gold again, (laughs) because so many people may start or, you know, think of the practitioners who are either coming right out of school, practice for a little while, then of course, want to strike out on their own and just want to be like, yeah, I could do this. Someone might make it look so easy. And yet it's there for you. I absolutely love it. Going back to that very first e-booklet I wrote, Mm -hmm. the biggest mistake that these chiropractors were making is they just didn't understand the process. Mm. They didn't understand the process of going through site selection and design and construction drawings. They didn't understand the links of everything. And they were ending up burning out. They were making a ton of mistakes. It was costing them money, Yeah, costing them money, a lot of money they didn't have to if they just went into it with more knowledge. Mm. So that's the purpose. And that's the goal. Absolutely love it. Well, this has been such a delight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love everything from where you began to where it's led you to now. And again, you're still not done. Oh, and then I'm going to do courses that, you know, and from that, it hasn't shown itself yet. So a funny side note, when you were saying that your dad uh, worked at NASA and he was uh, an engineer and back in the day, my father, and now we're in New York and he worked for Grumman and he designed not this, not the space, um, what your father worked on, but he designed a lot of the Apollo things that he designed them. Yeah. So that's pretty cool to, you know, to be back in that era, because that's where the work was. And that's what the country was heading toward at the time. All right. So where are we going to find you? Okay. So our website, everything you could ever want to know about us. So it's Mm crossfieldsdesign.com. And we have that free resource. If you want to go straight to the free resource, it's crossfieldsdesign.com forward slash listeners. Okay. And so that'll get you to that five point checklist or just check us out and see what Mm -hmm. else you need to know. And 
if anyone does have a brick and mortar space that they're interested in seeing what we can do, we do a complimentary consultation that go through and just see what you've got and be able to tell you what we can do or what to do or. You know what? A couple of answers because we don't have to have all of the answers ourselves. And thankfully there's people out there like you who have them and now have made the the playbook for it. So there's a lot more. I can't wait to see what else is next. Yeah. And there's a, um, so on our website, also talking about this course, if anyone's interested in the course, my email is C bolt. That's B O L D T at crossfieldsinc.com. And I know you've got that stuff in because I have that and we'll put that in the, in the show links with a little, any questions about the course that is coming up. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been such a delight. It's been wonderful too. It's been fun. All right. So This one's for you guys. And yes, you're welcome. I mean, there are so many things that where to start. We have someone that has answers for you. So you don't have to scroll endlessly. You don't have to ask Siri or Google. You can ask Carolyn. Get to her (laughs) website and she's got all all your answers. As always, our website, joyfoundhere.com. We want those comments. Love your reviews. We're going to actually start reading some reviews uh, next week, which wish me luck because uh, they've been some really, really nice heartfelt words. And I definitely appreciate the support and the continued listening throughout this whole process. And as always, thank you and be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.